Today's show is pre-recorded. Like a million bucks, bucks, things in its cups. Mm-hmm. Y'all tell me who could it be for Steve Harvey? Oh, yeah. Oh, everybody y'all listening to the voice uh, come on dig me now one and only steve harvey got a radio show i have something and it so describes how i was living it so captures the feelings that i had about beginning on the pathway of my dreams it, it so describes how i felt when i was about to attempt something And I have some striking news for you. It describes often how I feel still today to a degree. So let me tell you what that is. Here's an analogy that I've heard a couple of different ways, but I've kind of, you know, fixed it around to where I can drink it better. And I think it fits my personality to describe it to people best this way. I've talked often about the urgency of doing something with your life, of getting started today, of stopping the procrastination and putting it off and waiting on all your ducks to line up in a row and waiting until the stars align themselves. If if you're waiting on such a thing, you're never going to get started. I don't know too many people who can say that all the ducks just lined up in a row. Things happen. Even when you get them lined up, one of the ducks get out of line or somebody knock over the dominoes, something happens. But here's the point I'm getting at. God has so many blessings available to you, you who's listening. God has so many blessings available to you from where you are right now. I don't care what you've gotten yourself into or what you've done, 
God has so many blessings that he can send your way. But you have to do something. See, a lot of people just sit around and go, man, something always happening to you. You're always getting a break. You're always doing this. You're always doing Man, don't nothing come my way. Listen to me. If nothing ever comes your way, you know why that is? It's because you're not doing anything. I promise you you're not. Here's the deal. God has all these blessings he wants to send you, but you got to give him something to work with now. Come on. God will bless you. God can touch people's hearts on your behalf. He can move situations around for you. He can align the stars. He can set the ducks up in a row. But align the stars and move people around and touch people's hearts and set the ducks up in a row for what? Have you put forth any effort? Have you made a single step in any direction to do the right thing or go the right way that gives him something to put his finger on? Come on, man. God can only bless you according to your faith. If you have a little bit of faith, give him that. Let him work with that. You know, man, I didn't always start with these speeches you hear in the morning now. I ain't always had these. I grew to these. I stumbled my way to these. I messed up my way to these here. I got it wrong so many times to be able to sound like I got some sense. I've said it often. Failure is a wonderful teacher. Do you know how many times I have had to have failed to have what I have in my head today? I'm telling you, man, it's a process. People get mad at the process. You got to do something to give God something to work with. He'll bless you, but what you want me to bless, if you ain't putting forth any effort, you can get blessed from wherever you are in your life, wherever your starting point is, wherever you find yourself wound up. You can get it back from there. I've done it. Man, by the grace of God, I've done it. I, I, I got over, man. I learned some things along the way. Because here's the deal. As long as God keeps waking you up in the morning, he ain't through with you yet. When he's done, you're done. But if God still has a plan for you, you wake up in the morning. He still got some more work for you to do, you wake up in the morning. So if you keep waking up, man, it's something that God wants from you, would love to have from you. And he can work with you, man, if you just walk towards him a little bit. Here's the deal. I know it's hard for the average person to start because the fear of the unknown is incredible. What if I fail? What if I don't get picked? You know, one of the hardest things I ever did was walking in to quit my job. Oh, man, let me tell you about that day when I decided that I was going to be a full-time comedian after winning an amateur night one time. Quitting your job, following your dream, going for it, despite all the naysayers, it's like stepping off a cliff. It's like actually just walking off the edge of a cliff, hoping Hoping now, not really knowing, but hoping. Hoping is the bare basis of faith. I stepped off that cliff hoping that my parachute would open and allow me to drift down. (laughs) See, I've never skydived before, but I would imagine part of the thrill, and I don't know this because I'm not going to skydive to find out. I think part of the thrill for people is the, uh, the the danger part of throwing yourself out of plane and how it feels to be free falling. But the whole time they're free falling, having this exhilarating over the top moment. 
You have got to believe in your heart of hearts. You have got to hope with everything in you that when you pull this cord, the chute opens, or else this ain't a good move at all. But you've packed your chute yourself. You've taken the lessons, so you go ahead and you make the leap. Now, the only thing about quitting your job and following your dream is you ain't really been trained all that good for this. You done packed your chute, but you ain't never opened it before. So I walked off this cliff. That's what it was like. And you following your dream is like you walking off a cliff. Here's the part where people don't never make the jump. They see somebody like myself who jumped off the cliff and the parachute don't open right away. And I hit a couple rocks on the way down. I got my back cut up pretty bad. They see that. Three years living in a car. Man, he got his life towed down jumping off that cliff. I ain't jumping off that cliff. But see, what you don't understand is you don't know it, but eventually the chute will open. And I'm at the parachute opening part of my life, man, where the chute didn't open and I'm drifting. And I'm, I'm able to guide my chute over to Paris and glide. I've, I've glided over to Africa and seen what it looked like. It's a slow ride down when the parachute finally opened. Uh, and my back didn't heal, too. And the cuts that I had on me, I remember now I know how to stay away from the edge. But the parachute then opened. And I'm enjoying my life for the first time. I'm gliding. But I, I got hit up against a rock. I can see more. I get a chance to see more things. I get to glide and see more parts of the world. I'm living my dream. Your parachute is going to open. But I'll tell you one thing for sure. It'll never open if you don't step off that cliff. You got to step off that cliff. God will get the parachute open for you. But you got to jump, baby. That's the hard part, ain't it? Now, the question is, the end of this story right here today, when you jumping? You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your undivided attention, please? I have a public service announcement to make. He back. <laughs> His ass is back. <laughs> to have some rest. He been gone and he back. Get on the phone. Call a Fanny, Geraldine, Oscar Neal, Roberto, uh, Julio, Chavez, Juanito, <laughs> Becky, Elizabeth, and Owen, Mary Beth, get on the phone and call all of them and tell them Steve Harvey is back in love again, LTD style. One, two, three, four. Every time I move, I lose when I let love in. Every time I turn around, back in love. I, I can't believe it. How? <laughs> what? Yeah. What? Yeah. Who, who had some damn rest? I did. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Full of love, gratitude, and full of information. Mm. Full of rest. Ladies and gentlemen, Shirley Strawberry. Welcome back, Steve. We missed you so much. Welcome back. <laughs> Bring your butt to work. Yay, he's back. That damn junior. Boy, this boy finna be a fool today. Welcome back, huh? Why, why you don't know nephew Tommy? Yes, sir. He is back. The champ is here. Yeah. The champ is here. Yeah. <laughs> man, man, oh man, oh man. 
Look at good. You have stories. Yeah. Yeah. I know you have yeah. stories. Okay, best story I, I saw. Okay. In South Africa, right, they have a mm-hmm. curfew because of COVID. Uh, okay. Uh, quick story. Curfew, COVID. Cur- curfew in South Africa is 10 p.m. Everybody must be off the street unless you have media credentials. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm pulling up at the hotel, just left for Gala, me and my wife. We standing in front of the hotel, so that's cool. Long as you at your hotel inside. So we're in the doorway talking. White guy comes out. We've been standing out there for a while. It's about 10-10. He walks out and walks out in the parking lot and out onto the sidewalk. Police car pull up, two black Africans in the car. They said, sir, it is curfew, you must be inside. He said, I'm not going blanking anywhere. Ooh, okay. okay. The two black dudes says, Excuse me, sir. It is curfew. You must go inside. I'm not going blanking anywhere. The driver of the car opened the door, and the biggest African I've ever seen in my life (laughs) unfolded out of the car and blew up, came round the car, snatched his ass by the collar. The cigarette fell out his mouth. He opened the car door and put him in the car. The white dude discovered that his ass was going somewhere <laughs> after all. <laughs> Best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, Steve Harvey is back. We'll do Ask the CLO at 32 minutes after the hour when we come back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, he is back. It is time now for Ask the CLO. And guess what? Have y'all he been doing Ask you. the CLO while I was gone? Yes. Yeah, we did Ask Bitterman. Ask Bitterman. Ask Bitterman. Bitter Bitter Way well, different he's, answers. Yeah. He's the opposite oh, totally. from you. Oh, yeah, he didn't help nobody. Don't I want to apologize help. to all my <laughs> listeners for what I put y'all through with his ass. Uh, yes, <laughs> All right, come on, Shelly. <laughs> All right, here we go. This run, CLO, is from PJ in Dallas. PJ writes, I've been happily married for two years, but my wife is creating a major problem in our marriage. I've always been an avid golfer, and my wife has always been an avid bruncher. That's what we do on Saturdays and Sundays. I go play, and she goes to drink bottomless mimosas with her girls. All of a sudden, she has decided that we need more activities together. So she's taking golf lessons and looking oh, forward to playing damn. with me. Oh, Steve, this cannot happen. How can I stop this before she goes too far with lessons? <laughs> she's going to have to have a golfing accident. <laughs> what? What are you yeah. saying? What do you mean by that? Yeah, what does that mean? Yeah. You're going to have to take her to the golf course. And when she ain't looking, get your nine iron. And blast that ball in her back. I'm talking about, and I'm talking about a real stanger. You know, put put that ball forward in your stance, back in your stance. You know how to get it back so the ball will stay low. Let and let her have one of them golf balls dead in her back. Oh, you have like got that. to stop this, dog. Because mm. your golf is no fun with your wife. Oh my God! Why not? No. <laughs> That. No, yeah. Marjorie tried that. No, no. Why didn't you have fun? You and Marjorie. Take your uh, cut, all them damn questions. <laughs> what club? Why my ball ain't in the air? Cause you don't know how to play. <laughs> 
why this ball won't go that far? Because you can't play. <laughs> Stop asking me about that damn ball. That ball don't go where I want it to go either. You can't play. But Steve golfing is supposed to be relaxing and fun. Not what, so why is she out here? <laughs> go and drink them bottomless mimosas with your damn girlfriend. Dog, you got to do that. Hey, dog. Hey, dog. Listen to me. You got to quit golfing. You a got golf to do something. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, to the only way this can work is when you take a golf lesson, you go to brunch and have yourself some bottomless mimosas. <laughs> but you cannot be out there with her. Put her on that golf cart. Don't do it. Maybe she should just go with her girls. Yeah, okay, here we go. Cindy in Baltimore, CLO, says, I've been married 18 years, and my husband and I were having sex last night, and I think he called me Carolyn. He said he didn't, and I was just hearing things. I'm pretty sure it was Carolyn, and it's been bothering me because my daughter's swim coach is named Carolyn, and he's mentioned how graceful Carolyn is in the water. I found her cell number in his phone, and I need to know why he has this woman's personal number, but he'll know I was snooping. Is it okay to admit to snooping in this case? Hmm. What? Is it okay to admit? Well, see, I I had a I had a lie for him, cause when he, he said, didn't write hey, in. For him. <laughs> see, well, I was gonna I was gonna save him, cause when you said he said Carolyn, you know, it was yeah. thinking about Christmas, and you know, it was Carolyn, Carol. you know. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so his wife Cindy is an world, idiot. The Lord has come. That's what I was gonna go with that. But then you found Carolyn in his yeah. damn phone. Yeah. And, and he didn't mention how graceful. Yeah, yeah, okay. What lie? Think of a lie for that. Well, I don't have here. a lie. Maybe, you know, maybe. I'm just saying, you know, maybe y'all was making love. Do y'all have a water bed? I have to ask you that first. In no 2021, these days, what does that mean? We've got to do something, you know. I mean, if y'all was in the water bed and he was thinking, you, you show is moving graceful, and then you know that's kind of reminded him of Carolyn. Um, I don't. Well, here's the deal. I He's think your marriage is pretty much over at yes. this point, and uh, I don't know how you're gonna break it to him that you was in his phone snooping. And um, Who cares? <laughs> I or it could be just oh, ah, man, well, yeah. Come on, well, you know, come on. You don't, don't have a know, lie dog. for this. This could Steve. be a uh, this could I, be a, a, one of the most severe coincidences you've ever <laughs> seen. You know, this could be what? just merely coincidence. I said Carolyn, and I'll be damned. That's her number right there. Um, my daughter put it in there because. That's, there you what? go. You on the right track, huh? Stay right there. Yeah, right there. you know, my, my, my you know, my daughter put the number in here because um, she swim. You know, and 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 we was listed as the emergency contact in there case you go. something happened to her Ta-da! in the pool. Boy, pull it off. So that's what I was listed, and then you know, my daughter, you know, put the phone up next to hers when we was at the swimming meet. You know how you give your number out by touching the phone, yeah. and my little girl did that. That's how I got in there. You don't see her on the call log no more. You don't see mm-hmm. where I called her. Yeah, yeah. You know. I'll see you in court. Ooh, that was close. Okay. Well, you know. I will, and I'm taking everything. Doing well, you know, whatever. You know, take everything. <laughs> whatever. Now you mad. Whatever. Well, you leave if you want to, but she's still going to be taking swimming, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and, I'm, and I'm taking her down there, too. I know my weeks when I'm supposed to take her. Swimming. <laughs> I ain't going to miss her. <laughs> All right, moving on. Makinda and Candace says, I'm the youngest of four girls, and my parents have always been very strict on me. I cannot wait to leave for college and never look back. Now that I'm 26 and I have my own place, my father pops up at my house to check on me and he'll call me if he rides by and there's a strange car in my driveway. If I have a man stay overnight, he parks in my neighbor's driveway. I need my parents to back off. How can I start this conversation? Wow. You're 26, you can't. You're 26 and he's still popping by? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Daddy. Daddy, she's got her own place. Well, you know, daddy gonna quit popping by. He gonna he gonna roll up on something one day. He he ain't gonna want to see. So you know, hey daddy. You know, <laughs> you got hey daddy or you got daddy 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 and, and, and she ain't talking to you. So you know. Oh God, the CLO me, is daddy. Back. Well, daddy, 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 that ain't the daddy you're talking about. Coming up next, the nephew and run that prank back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, Miss Ant is standing by with today's national news. Plus, in entertainment news, some sad news. This really hit us hard. Uh, actor Michael K. Williams, best known for his breakout role as Omar on the show The Wire has passed away. Uh, we offer our deepest sympathies to the Williams family, of course. Wow, what a talented, talented Ooh. artist Ooh, he was. Super talented. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Cold boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, also in celebrity baby news, Cardi B gives birth to baby number two, a boy. And listen up, people, Judge Steve Harvey. I said mm-hmm. Judge Steve Harvey is coming to ABC. We'll talk about all of these stories at the top of the hour. <laughs> but right now, <laughs> congratulations, Steve. The nephew is here with today's Run That Prank Back. What you got for us, Nev? The blind barber. Uh-uh. Blind Bob. You, you see what I'm saying? Though. You see what I'm saying? Though. All right, blind. You gonna have go to be down. one or the other. <laughs> right, can't be both. <laughs> Come on, cat. Hello. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm trying to read your uh, uh that run this, the the bar. Yeah, you now you run the the barber shop down there, don't you? I own the barber shop. Okay, now I'm trying to see if. If y'all got any uh, uh, booth rentals down there where I can come in there and cut some hair. I've been cutting hair a long time. I want to see if y'all got some room down there. They tell me you might you might have had some come available. I got two booths open right now. You need a booth? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get in there and get the cutting. Now, you, now how much you charge for, for booth rental on a weekly basis? That's uh, $200 a week. Two hundred dollars a week. That, that's eight hundred dollars a month. That's still good. Cause that's just two hundred. Now, when can I get down there so you can meet me? You know, where you can show me around the shop so I can know what. I'm open from eight to seven. That's uh, that's Tuesday through Saturdays. All right, cause I want to see if I can maybe meet you there so I can get down there and just feel my way around. Well, come on. Then what I want to ask you: Do you mind doing for me? Do you think you could possibly put up some ramps? Where you got steps at, and uh, and your phone? Could you take your mind if you take the phone and put it in Braille for me? Oh wait, wait a minute! What the hell? I need to put my. In? 
taking taking ramps out and, and putting phones in the grill for what, what what's going on with you? Well, I'm 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 blind. You know, I'm not gonna let that stop me. You know, I'm still going. Oh no 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 hell no man you hell, wait a minute you what? I'm blind, but see, but I've been cutting my hair for over ten years, and folks say my hair cut always look good. So I didn't figure I'm gonna start cutting hair now. Oh, well, guess what? You might cut hair, and it might be some good that you do, but just can't cut no hair in my shop, not being blind, Doc. Yeah, bring that kind of around my shop, man. No, what? I ain't got no problem with that, baby, but you you just can't do it down. Well, wait, wait, now, see, this is what they call discrimination. You can't do that. You can't discriminate from people just because they got some type of handicap belongs to them. You uh, listen, hold on, let me tell you something, man. I'm not trying to be trying to put you out of business, doc, doing what you need to do, but you just can't do that in my shop, man. I don't care if it calls it discrimination, 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 or what. Not, not in, not in my shop, not in shop. You just can't do it, baby. Listen, now, I know how to cut hair. I know how to give folks a lining and stuff like that. I ain't tried to use no razor, nothing like that. Oh, but no, I, no, man. Come on, dude. Listen, listen I, can't you find something else to get into besides trying to cut hair? Well, this what I like, though. This what I feel like this my calling. You just can't do it in my shop. I'm sorry. I, no, because, see, now, that's what I don't, I don't care to hear something like this here. Now, I've been... I got the qualifications, and I'm able to do it. And I want to be able to come down there. And I told you when I first, what I tell you, I said I wanted to feel my way around. Didn't I say well, that? You don't need to feel your way, Doc. I need you to be able to see what you're doing. I mean, I don't care about you being able to cut no hair, being blind, Doc. You got to be able to see to do that. This could probably do do wonders for your shop. People have come from miles around to see somebody like myself cutting hair. That kind of in my shop. Did you hear what I said? I heard what you said. What I don't want you to do is make me mad about this. Now, How you going to get mad about something that belongs to me? I'm, I'm, I'm offering, and you tell me this that you're blind. Doc, I can't help you when you run, man. Come on with that. Hey, now, listen, I'm going to tell you this here, and I'm going to tell it to you straight. I'm coming down there to that barber shop. I'm going to fill these booths out, and I'm going to start cutting. Now, one thing I don't want to do is have to get into no tussle with you. Now, I don't want that. Don't worry about getting in no tussle with me, because if you bring your up in my shop talking about you going to cut hair, it's going to be some furniture moving around up in the But I'm coming down there, and I'm coming down there this evening. Now, one you thing you... nowhere now. You better keep your away from my shop. You're going you gonna to get your whooped by a blind man if what you're going to do, you ain't going to see it coming either. You hear me? Oh, bring your on. No, no. As long as I got the money to pay my booth rental, I you don't give a damn. I don't want your money. Your blind can't cut no man. My you understand what I say to you? I'm understanding what you're saying, and if I got to call the law about you being discriminatory, law, you can call anybody you want to call. That's my. You not gonna do that. You understand what I'm telling you? Now you bring your down there talking about cutting my. I'll be waiting on you. I'm, I'm coming down there this evening. I'm coming, and I'm coming to whoop your because you got the nerve to discriminate against me. I don't know how you got my number in the first. Well, who tell you my number? You ought not be dialing my How you even fix your thing with the call my number? They give me this number and say, you is the one that do the hiring round the barbershop. 
you don't call my personal number, you call my shop. How the who gave you my number? What difference do that make if I'm some man looking for a job? See, this, don't, this, I don't this, give a you don't call my personal phone. Man. This, this, you you're going to watch your tone with me, what you going to do. I ain't going to watch a thing. You, no, you I, gonna, you, don't you bring your in my shop. I tell you one thing you're going to watch. You're going to watch me get on your this evening. How you going to get on my You can't see me. I'm about to hang up on your I got one more thing I need to say to you. Thing is that. This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your cousin. You know what? I'm going to whoop that around your chance. Man. You ain't no good. Hey, Mr. I got to ask you, man, what is the baddest, I'm talking about the baddest, radio show in the land? The Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I mean, what did you expect? Yeah, right, right. Stupidity, right? Yeah, did yeah. I give you that? That's all. That's oh, all my job. Mm. Yeah. Some okay. things never change. Is that a question? Never, never, never. That's yeah, all. You, Just making sure y'all get it. A little nice little couple doses of stupid right there. That's all. A couple of teaspoons. In honor of Great Steve's return. Teaspoons. <laughs> Thank you. That's what? one thing I didn't miss. That's the damn show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, nephew. Thank you. Coming up at the top of the hour, entertainment and national news right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Some really sad, sad news. Actor Michael K. Williams, best known for his breakout role as Omar on The Wire, has passed away from a suspected drug overdose. Uh, Michael K. Williams was found dead in his Brooklyn apartment after a family member hadn't heard from him in a couple of days. Williams' trademark, of course, was his signature facial scar, and he got this scar 25 years ago uh, in a bar fight. When, yeah. Uh, Michael K. Williams also starred in Boardwalk Empire, Lovecraft Country, which I loved, and 12 Years a Slave, just to name a few. Our condolences going out to the Williams family. Wow. Yeah. Bad so boy, sad. man. Yeah. Man, Good brother. I, I met him one time. Oh, really, Steve? Uh-huh. He said, he so my man. So yeah. In other entertainment news, celebrity baby news, we have to say congratulations to Cardi B and her husband Offset on the birth of their second baby. It's a baby boy. It was Saturday, September 4th. Cardi B gave birth to a healthy baby boy, and Cardi B shared a photo on Instagram. As we all know, Cardi and Offset also have a three-year-old daughter, Culture, and Offset has three other children from previous relationships. So congratulations. Okay. Yay. Congratulations. Yeah. It looks so cute. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. family picture she posted. Hey, you know something? Can I say something, too? I wasn't here when uh, Nene's husband, Greg, passed. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was on away on vacation. And I just wanted to say uh, I've sat with that brother on, on a few occasions, man. Mm-hmm. And just a man's man all the way around the board, man. Just one one heck of a good person, man. Great guy, man. Always had something good to say, man. And I really send out the condolences to the family and Nene and her sons. But uh, that boy Greg, man, that was a man's man. Real deal, dude. I just wanted to say that, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Rest in peace. Yeah. will be missed. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Heartbreak. Well, um, yeah. 
And moving on, we're going to switch gears here, Steve, because we have some really great news now. We have to say congratulations to you. Uh, you're going to you're be a judge. To you're going to you're be a judge, a, cor- a courtroom judge. This is an unscripted courtroom comedy series called Judge Steve. Uh, and you're going to take on a variety of conflicts and characters from small claims to big disputes. That sounds fun, oh, Steve. Yeah, huh? Tell us about it. is <laughs> um, a show I created. Mm-hmm. and uh, came up with, and I'm executive producing it. And I pitched it, oh. and they love the idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, what it is, it's going to be it's gonna be real cases. And people sign okay. affidavits that they're actual real cases. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm allowed to settle the dispute. Now, I can use the law, <laughs> or I can use Steve's law. Ooh. Oh, boy. <laughs> I can use better judgment. Uh-huh. Or I can use my judgment. Okay. Uh, okay. I can throw it out, dismiss it. I can mm-hmm. rule how I want to rule, and everybody has to go along with it. Uh, it's going to be a different take on judge shows. It will not be your Bet. regular. Yes, yeah, Tommy. Yes, sir. Uh, I mean, I just got to go and throw it out there. You know, do you do you have a bailiff? Bailiff. Yet? You know, I knew you were gonna... there, there will mean, be a bailiff. Oh, uh, they are yeah. they are looking for a bailiff now. All they right, not, yeah. I ain't, I'm ain't right. nobody settled on it. They're looking for a bailiff. Okay. They're leaning. They're leaning to towards a woman. That's what they're well, leaning. Well, we're right oh. here. Okay, well, we're right here. <laughs> Get out of the that way, can, Tommy. We're that here. can act. Do you, well, we forget here. that. We act. <laughs> Man, I like well, nephew Well, congratulations, Bayless, Steve. Nephew Bayless, Judge Steve, <laughs> coming soon <laughs> to <Bayless>. ABC. <laughs> All right, Steve, introduce Miss Ann, please. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Ann Tripp. Well, thank you very much, and welcome back, Steve. This is Antrip with the news. Nationally, the death toll from Hurricane Tropical Storm Ida stands at 68 so far. In Louisiana, many remain without power. That may be the situation for some time, especially in the southeastern part of the state. New Orleans Councilman Jay Banks says the situation is awful. There were rooms that the ceilings had caved in that obviously water had gotten into. Uh, There's one where clearly the lady, there was no way she could sleep because the ceiling tiles had fallen wet on the bed, so the bed was soaking wet. President Biden personally surveyed the damage left by Hurricane Ida in Louisiana last week. Today, he visits New York City, especially the part of Queens, the borough of Queens, which was really very badly hit, and there are many deaths there, and also in New Jersey. As of yesterday, Labor Day, some 9 million Americans lost their unemployment benefits. Now, a Labor Day CBS poll shows that most Americans favor a hike, by the way, in the minimum wage. The current federal hourly wage is hourly wage is $7.25, and 7 out of 10 Americans think that should be higher, as you would expect. Support for a minimum wage hike is higher among those with lower incomes. And politically, 85% of Democrats think the minimum should be higher. 52% of Republicans agree with that. 67% of people making more than $100,000 favor an increase, while 74% of those making less than 50 grand feel the same way. Texas Governor Greg Abbott's approval rating is tanking ever since his state moved to restrict access to voting and abortions. The Portland, Oregon City Council is scheduled to vote tomorrow on a proposal to ban doing any business with the state of Texas because of its recently passed anti-abortion law. Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler wants to ban any state employee business travel as well. Texas not only bans abortions after a fetal heartbeat is detected, but also allows and basically rewards any citizen to sue anybody whom they receive or, fe- or perceive of has helped a woman receive an abortion. 
Finally, sad and shocking news, as you heard moments ago. Actor Michael Kenneth Williams, dead at age 54. Officials are calling his passing the result of an overdose, or they think, of a fentanyl-laced heroin. Williams, a brilliant actor, best known for his parts in several movies. In Boardwalk Empire, he was a five-time Emmy nominee. He was most recently nominated for his work in Lovecraft Country, and he played Omar Little on The Wire. Why'd you shoot Mike Mike in his... Um and he was scary. Michael K. Williams found dead in his Brooklyn apartment. Now back to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. In trending headlines, President Biden says he'll defend women's right to choose after the Supreme Court failed to strike down a Texas abortion law that makes the procedure illegal six weeks after pregnancy. The president said in a statement, this extreme Texas law blatantly violates the constitutional right established under Roe versus Wade and uh, upheld as president for nearly half a century. The president added that his administration will protect and defend the law established with Roe v. Wade, but it's uh, not exactly clear what Biden will or can do in the future. Supporters of abortion rights are seeking um, uh, a more defined strategy to counter the high court's inaction to the Texas law. You know, I don't understand. You know, I, I did see a little bit of this while I was away. I don't understand this. In Texas, they... You can do whatever you want to do with your body when it come down to a mask. But then right. when it come down to a right. woman's body, you got to do what everybody tell you to do. You get a choice with your body with a mask, but you don't get a choice with your body with nothing else. Yeah. Right. Right. It don't make Our no body. damn sense. It don't make no damn sense. It doesn't make any sense. And men, right, and men make these rules men for our bodies. That's it, Shirley. Who can't yeah. have a single oh, baby. baby. Right. They make the decisions for our bodies. Oh, but you want to protect the babies that are unborn, but the babies that are here that are in here. school, you don't want them to wear the mask to protect oh. them from a deadly virus. I was trying to understand. And you know what, man? I was online looking on uh, Instagram one day, and the one of the guys from Texas who was 30 years old that was the head of the anti-mask task force in Texas, 30 years old, died from COVID with two children and his wife pregnant. But his wife wore the mask because she didn't want to get sick. And this guy died. 30 years old. The from logic, COVID. The logic behind this. You know, I, don't, I, don't, I just don't understand. Yeah. Because you know what they're going to start? They're going to start copying Texas. That's what they're going to do. They're going to see how this go in Texas. Then we're going to start moving this around. Next oh, thing yeah. might be Florida. Mm-hmm. Florida tried it. North Carolina. Oh, yeah. We are the most yeah. hypocritical country of morality mixed with immorality that I've ever seen. We try to act like the most moral country on earth, but we're the most immoral. You're going to tell a woman what to do with her body, and then you're going to find a way where people of color can't vote. Man, <laughs> y'all need to take this form of Christianity y'all got. I don't want that. This Very ain't true, nothing, Steve. man. Y'all, this is a hypocritical-ass country we living in, man. Oh, All man. right, coming up at 34 minutes after the hour, Steve is going to tell us more about his vacation. More stories right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
All right, so Steve, you just got back from your big vacation. You went all around the world and everything. And the, the fun thing about your vacations is something always happens. There's always yeah. stories. You know, I don't have uh, uh, event-free vacations. No, you don't. <laughs> and, you know, I think what it is is I actually look for things. Because, <laughs> like, too, you know, you. yeah, I like, I like stuff that people don't think is funny. You know, that, that happens, and I see, so, like, okay, we're at the beach one day, uh-huh. and we're in, a, we're in a little section of the beach off to ourselves, you know, and <laughs> and it's, it wasn't crowded beach at all. Well, I, it may have been, maybe been 15 people total on a big, long uh-huh. stretch of beach. It was just wasn't nobody out there. And so, all of a sudden, man, Heard this guy going, "Hey, hey, what are you doing?" I don't, you know. He was snorkeling, and he came up, and he was standing in waist deep water, and a baby octopus had just wrapped itself around his knee. What? what? A baby octopus just wrapped itself around his knee. Now that's all I needed to see. Yeah. I'm not going in the damn water. <laughs> you out. I ain't even because I was thinking about going out there splashing around. So I so when he walked out the water, he couldn't get the octopus off because the suction was just on him. Right. And he was trying to. It was just a little bitty baby octopus. It wasn't no big giant octopus. And you know, but he trying to pull it off, but he can't get it off. And so he's standing there, huh? I know you didn't help him. Help him? (laughs) (laughs) Well, he was out of the water, Steve. Just didn't want to go in the water. I don't know him or the octopus. (laughs) (laughs) Why am I? You don't know what this octopus is mad about. (laughs) What I'm I'm not finna do over there, I'm not finna go get his octopus an option. <laughs> no. He, oh, you want clearly, some of me? You want a piece of me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, clearly, he is doing what he wants to do. Yeah. And he got his little tentacles wrapped around him. So uh-huh. he's standing there. He's pretty calm about it. And he goes, I can't get it off. So his son sees him, and his son goes and starts pulling the octopus, but nothing's working. So he goes, I got to get this off. Uh, and yeah. nothing's working. So he gets. Uh, a beer can that he had, and he starts he starts hitting an octopus. Aww. Well, the octopus is soft, so it's doing nothing. But if you hit too hard, you're gonna hurt your damn self, right? Yeah. Right. So the Aww. octopus is smart, so he just moving his arms to different. So he he was trying to hit the octopus so hard the octopus would move and he would hit himself. <laughs> and he was he was hollering. He messed so himself he up. Said, now I'm sitting here, man. I'm, I'm, the only thing I'm dreading is I didn't film this. Right, right. But I'm enjoying it so much because I got uh-huh. a pina colada in my, and it's TV to me. It's must-see TV. <laughs> so, must-see TV. <laughs> he says, so this done went on for about two minutes straight. And he said, I got to get it off. So he walks back in the water. Mm-hmm. And the octopus released him. And then he, now, instead of just letting the octopus go, he tried to, you son of a, son of what? a, and he picked the octopus up and tried to throw it. Not an octopus to wrap around his hand. <laughs> Boy, I was on that damn beach hollering. <laughs> that octopus, I got something for your punk ass. He wrapped completely around his hand. Oh my God. 
I said, man, the octopus was off and he was floating away, about to go down, and the dude grabbed it again and he wrapped around his hand. Boy, I was in there hollering. Yeah, you should have videoed that right there. I, I, I wasn't even, it was too enjoyable. Oh, man. I said, man, thank you, Lord, man. I'm Did glad I saw this. Up? Yeah, he eventually <laughs> got it off his hand, took it back out there and swished it around in the water, but this time he got his ass out that water. <laughs> And then here was the here was the white moment of the day. Okay. Two minutes later, three white people out there in the same place. Just <laughs> I said, "Come on, where is the mama octopus at now?" <laughs> Thank you, Steve, for another crazy vacation story. Coming up next, the nephew and the prank phone call for today. Right after this, you're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. The subject, my best friends are my exes. We'll get mm. into that in just a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But right now, the nephew is here with today's prank phone call. What you got for his nephew? Yo, baby. Going back to pre-K. Oh, uh-uh. Yo, baby. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't do too well. Your baby going back to pre-K. What? We got to do it. We got to start over. We just got to start all the way Baby going back to pre-K. Let's go, Kato. Hello? Uh, yes, I'm trying to reach Miss Thomas, please. This is Miss Thomas. Who is it? Uh, my name is Mr. Stapleton. I'm actually the principal over at uh, elementary school. Mm-hmm. You're, I'm looking at my records indicating that your son, Thomas, is going to be starting his first grade. Mm-hmm. He's ready. My baby's ready. Right. Listen, Miss Thomas, um, I've been going through actually all of the children's records uh, that will be starting school, and I'm looking at your son's grades mm-hmm. from his kindergarten year. Mm-hmm. And he did good. Mm-hmm. Well, no, not exactly. I mean, there's been a few. Uh, I actually spoke with the teacher and who he was under in kindergarten, mm-hmm. and it seems like he just really wasn't up to par as the rest of the children. Mm-mm. I, I now his conduct. Now he talked, but he gets his work. So what else is is she saying on that that ain't right? Well, what it what's, what it seems to be, ma'am, is that uh, his grades weren't up to par as the rest of the other children. She did tell me he was a disobedient child. No, he's disobedient and talking two different things. Come on. Okay. Well, ma'am, listen, what we've decided here is we're going to let little actually do another year of kindergarten. Oh, no, y'all ain't going to let him do another year of kindergarten. No, sir. Ma'am, that's that's the only choice I'm I have sorry. after you looking. Uh-uh. No, we got our letter in the mail with our report card the week after school started and it said on the back promoted and if i got to get up off this couch and go get it i'm gonna be out because i'm telling you right now we will be in the first grade kindergarten wasn't that hard i'm not sure what they told you about him but it must be the wrong well, that ma'am, a- wait, from wait, my wait. understanding he's he doesn't color as well as the rest of the kids he's all color. out of the- He's out of the lines when he colors. He doesn't know his numbers completely. And that's kind of what we need when you first come into uh-uh. Uh-uh. Uh, into the first grade. No, uh-uh. When I can show you on this paper, he did satisfactory all the way through. Now you about to me off and I'm already sick calling me with some about my son flunking kindergarten. He ain't that kind of He dumb. does you not must... color well, ma'am. Listen, he... coloring ain't got nothing to do with the dead girl of kindergarten. 
He is going to the first grade, and I'll be down there on August 24th. Ma'am, I, I will not be able to allow you I'm to get sorry. in the school I'm on sorry. August 24th. I'm you sorry, would... mister. I'm sorry. Uh-uh. And, and let me get, I'll tell you what, let me go in and get my pencil and pen, because I don't live that far from this school, and if y'all are already down there causing some conflict, I need to get up and go down there, because I'm not telling my baby when he come home today that he ain't going to the daggum first Ma'am, grade. Ma'am, I, I, I hate to say it, but I'm going to have to refuse education Listen, from him on I'm August sorry. 24th. You know what? I just went back and put him in public school. I know that was a mistake in the first place. Fooling with y'all talking about some coloring. Give me your name again, sir. Stapleton, ma'am. And what's that number down there? The number here is actually area code... Uh-uh, wait a minute. Uh, I got the number. Never mind. I pulled up this report card. I got the number and your name on the back of this paper. I tell you what, August 24th, we'll be coming in there, going to school, and I might make a trip around there this evening when I come from the doctor. Ma'am, sure uh, the bottom line, right ma'am, is I'm not going... I don't going... want to hear that... Colin ain't got nothing to do with nothing else. But his, it's, 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 it's not sorry. only coloring. His arithmetic is I'm bad. Sorry. No, uh-uh. Are you working with him at home? No, Are you doing listen, anything as a parent? I'm at home every what you trying to say? I'm an incompetent parent? I'm just asking, as a parent, are you working with your child? Yes, I'm working with my child every day. He can read better than you, probably. No, he can't read better. I'm oh, the yes, principal. He can't read better than you because obviously you read that wrong on that paper that you're supposed to be going back to kindergarten when I know the paper said from his going to the first grade. And I'm not listening to no more of this about him going backwards. Now, if you got a problem with your paperwork, maybe you need to go talk to your secretary or somebody in there that wrote my baby name down. Well, your name, your son's name, Thomas, ma'am. I know it ain't him, baby. I know it ain't him. You're not going to sit up and tell me my son is fucking kindergarten. He is not going back to that kindergarten. Class. Don't bring your son down here August Listen, the 24th. Do you hear me? Down. I tell you what, be ready to whip me and my husband. But we will be down there August the 4th. Backpack, shoes, uniform, everything. You hear me? I will not be able to allow him an education. I'll down there right now. I will come down there right now and can, make that correction on that paper for you. Can you bring your baby can, is not going back to no kindergarten for no coloring. Can you bring him down here and let him color for me no, so I can... you talking about coloring, arithmetic, and all this stuff? No, uh-uh, uh-uh. No, I'm sorry. Uh-uh. We will be down there August the 24th. I will have this card in my hand that says you have been promoted to the first grade and he gonna have a smile on his face and so are you. I got one more thing I need to tell what? you, man. Are, are you listening to me? I'm listening. You ain't saying nothing yet. You better say something that sound like the first grade because I'm not playing. I would go down to this daggum administrative office and I had fired because my son will be in that first grade. Who are you raising 24. your voice at? Who are you raising your voice I'm at? I'm talking to you. You talking crazy to me. I'm talking crazy to you. What? I'm a grown woman. I don't need to be explaining to you why I'm trying to defend did you, my did, son. Did you graduate? Uh, honey, I am a college degree person. I have a great job. My husband and I do well for ourselves and for our children, and that's why we know. You're not even you at you're not even stuff. at work right now, man. Listen, I'm sick, fool. I told you that when you called here. Waiting on the doctor to call me now. I'm probably missing my phone call. Can you color? Because your son can't can color. I color. What kind of question is that to ask me, can I color? What are you, white or black? You asking me, son, you ask me, am I colored? No, I ask you, can you color? Like, no, no, your uh -uh. son can't... I hear can't... some racist lines in there, can you color? No, uh-uh, mm-mm. I, my coloring and me being colored ain't got nothing to do with none of this. Is this a race thing? No, that it's you not... trying to make sure you send him back? No, I'm not trying to send him back. I want to send him back to color, to get his coloring together. I tell you what, that ain't got nothing to do with nothing. And if you are the head person down there now, you are incompetent and you are an illiterate 
call me and tell me that my son has to go back to the first grade. I got one more thing. You know what? Mixed up. I tell you what, I'm through with this conversation. I'm through with this I'm going to say one more thing, and I'm going to be out here. Are you listening? I'm listening. This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your girlfriend, Felicia. I'm going to be Felicia's <laughs> I am going to beat her <laughs> <laughs> you about to get towed out the frame. <laughs> I mean, I'm writing numbers and everything, and I'm recording everything. I'm going to beat her because she know I don't play when it comes to my kids. Okay, that's all right. All right, babe. One more question now. What is the baddest, I'm talking about the baddest radio show in the land? The Steve Harvey Morning Show, baby. <laughs> what? Mm. Oh, yes, sir. She was not man. here for yeah. it. I love her ass. Boy. At all. I never heard this one before, Tommy, but I am a college degree person. <laughs> I, I, I said, well, it ain't graduate no more? <laughs> yeah. It's just person. He's not coloring in the lines. You know, that's just, that's that's a requirement at PK. You got to be able to color in the lines but we sing you on the first grade. I'm sorry. Are you asking me am I colored? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh she was going to turn it into that. Yeah. She was going to be down there with some other issues. I hear racism in this. Yeah. A lawsuit for the school board. I hear it. I hear it. Some racial lines in there. <laughs> September 24th and 25th September 24th, 25th, Friday and Saturday The nephew is coming to West Palm Beach That's the improv, baby That's right, West Palm Beach 24th, 25th Tickets on sale right now You hear what I said? Right now West Palm Beach, Florida Nephew coming to town Land in the cut, you already know Detroit, Michigan October the 16th mm-hmm, At the music hall That's right Y'all and her tickets are on sale right now. Got a hell of a lineup for you. I done told you about it over and over again. You don't want to miss it, but I'll give you the lineup one more again. You want to hear one more? Say you want to hear one more again. You definitely want to hear one more again. Let's go. Let's hear it. All right. I got to tell you. I'm scrolling through my phone. That's what I'm doing. God tour it. Dominique. God tour it. Dominique. Rodney Perry. Tommy Davidson. Hosted by yours truly, nephew Tommy. Tommy October Davidson. 16th, Detroit, wow. Michigan, all right? We'll talk about November later. Yeah, yeah. Tommy lineup. Davidson, man, was one of my favorite stand-ups, man. Mm-hmm. man Bad boy. boy right? All right, nephew, thank you. Coming up next, Strawberry Letter subject, my best friends are my exes. We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, Please submit your strawberry letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. You never know. This could be yours. It could be yours. Buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the strawberry letter. Thank you, nephew. Subject, my best friends are my exes. Dear Stephen Shirley, I'm a 33-year-old married woman, and I've been with my husband for eight years, married for five. My husband just found out that my male best friend is my ex-boyfriend. I also have a female best friend that I used to have threesomes with. We are all close, and they loved my husband, and he loved them. I was on FaceTime with my best friend the other night, and he mentioned a tattoo on my lower back and said he remembered when I got it. My husband looked at me so crazy and then told my best friend he was out of line. My best friend laughed and told my husband to chill out and loosen up or he would screw his wife again. 
I almost what? fainted. What? What? Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, you want me to go back over hey. that line? No, no, you ain't got to go back over it. Okay. You quit reading this damn letter right here. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Steve. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. My best friend tried to say it was a joke, but my husband cursed him out and said he better not see him anytime soon. My best friend said he was on his way over. Less than an hour later, my best friend showed up at our apartment ready to fight. My husband went outside and made me stay inside. My crazy ex was yelling so loud, I heard him tell my husband that he slept with me for years and we had threesomes with my female best friend. He bragged about our sexual past. My ex-boyfriend slash best friend and I had vowed to keep our past in the past and we haven't had sex in over 15 years. They were so loud that our neighbors came out and threatened to call the police. My ex left, and my husband told me I could go with him, but of course, I stayed and tried to talk some sense into my husband. My best, my husband said I'm a sneaky, lying woman, and he gave me an ultimatum, either my friends or my marriage. I don't think that's fair. Why is it such a big deal that I'm still friends with two people I've had sex with? Please help. Are you kidding me right now? It's a big deal because this happened, okay? Because your stupid ex-boyfriend did this. And, and your husband should have whooped his behind. Seriously. Uh, he came over there asking for it anyway. That comment he made to your husband about uh, screwing you and all of that uh, was so completely out of line and disrespectful. He obviously has a problem with you, your marriage, and especially your husband. He's jealous. He's a hater. He's trying to sabotage everything. Uh, he knew exactly what he was doing with all that loud yelling outside and around the neighbors and stuff. But you're the problem because you don't see what your husband is talking about. You don't see that it is such a big deal and you don't think it's fair that you can't see your friends again. Come on, you need to cancel him. You need to cancel her. Stick with your husband. Those aren't your friends. He broke the code. He broke the trust. All of that. You guys agreed not to tell. And your husband doesn't care if it was 15 years ago or 15 minutes ago. All right? This dude was out of line. Uh, he probably suspected something your husband all along anyway. Some things, you know, these secrets people should take to their grave. And you should be glad his sorry butt is out of your life. All right, Steve? Thank you. Thank you. Welcome Thank back. you, Shirley. You're Beautiful welcome. letter to come back to. Ladies and gentlemen, call everybody you know and watch what I do with this letter right here. I've been waiting on something like this. Oh, God, I missed the strawberry letter. Here we go. <laughs> now, I'm going to read this letter, and I'm going to show you the sheer ignorance of this whole damn letter. My best friends are my exes. Dear Steve, I'm a 33-year-old woman, and I've been with my husband eight years, married for five. My husband just found out that my male best friend is my ex-boyfriend. Right there. I done told y'all. You can't be friends with somebody you attracted to. I done told y'all that. Now, here come a letter. I also have a female best friend that I used to have threesomes with. It's a lot of information in this here letter right here. And I'm telling you right now, you got an ex-boyfriend, your ex-boyfriend is your best friend, and your best girlfriend you used to have threesomes with. There's already too many damn people in this letter. Already. <laughs> we ain't even got out the first paragraph. I think it's about eight people in here already. This room crowded. Now, we are all close, and they loved my husband, and he loved them. 
That's a problem right there. How you still close and you married with all these people that's supposed to be your exes. It don't ever work out. I was on FaceTime with my best friend. Now, here's another problem. I want you to stop calling him your best friend because this finna turn ugly. I was on the phone, FaceTime, with my best friend the other night, and he mentioned a tattoo on my lower back, and he said he remembered when I got it. Wait a minute. Hold See, right, right there. All of us on this show that's married, can you be on a FaceTime with a person of the opposite sex talking about a damn tattoo that's on your lower back or talking just on FaceTime? I wish a heifer would FaceTime me and I'm sitting up in here with Marge. What? This already. Okay. He mentioned a tattoo and he remembered when I got it. My husband looked at me so crazy and then told my best friend he was out of line. Quit calling this man your best friend. See, this the problem with this whole letter. Your best friends ain't your friends. Then she said, my best friend laughed and told my husband to chill out and loosen up or he would screw his wife again. We need to stop this damn letter right here before I start cussing. We finna go to commercial break because all I want to do right now is cuss. And I'm for the, on, my, on the commercial break, I'm going to get all the cussing out and then I'll be back. Okay. <laughs> all right. Loosen well, up and I'm going to screw your wife again. Mother. Whoa. All right, look, uh, we'll have part two of Steve's response if we still have jobs when we come back at 23 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's strawberry letter. The subject, my best friends are my exes. Let's go. And that's all I got to say about it right here. Okay, mm. so I've been cussing the whole break, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. So now, let me get back into this ignorant-ass letter. This 33-year-old woman whose her best friend is her ex-boyfriend, and her best female friend is a woman that she used to have threesomes with. A lot of people in this letter, we've discovered that. She was FaceTiming with her best friend, who was another man the other night. He mentioned a tattoo on my lower back and said he remembered when I got it. My husband looked at me so crazy and then told my best friend... He was out of line. Quit calling him your best friend. He just mentioned a tattoo on your lower back, and he remember when you got it. He ain't supposed to know nothing about this. Okay, here we go. My best friend laughed, laughed. He laughed and told my husband to chill out and loosen up or he would screw his wife again. See, I, I'm, I'm confused. He laughed. He he talking to me. <laughs> hey, hey, see, I I, I it, most men listening to this letter cannot imagine a man laughing, telling him to chill out, or we I'm gonna screw your wife again. What you laughed? Oh dog. Oh oh, you done got comfortable. Then the lady said, I almost fainted. My best friend tried to say it was a joke. I done told your ass, lady. Quit calling him your best friend. This is the problem already. You keep referring to this man as your damn best friend. And he tried to say it was a joke, but my husband cussed him out and said he better not see him anytime soon. My best friend, here she go again, this heifer right here, she ain't learning why she keep calling this fool her. My best friend said he was on his way over. 
there ain't a man living gonna tell me to shut up and chill out or you gonna screw my wife again and then I promise you an ass whooping and then you say you on your way over. You're not gonna believe what's gonna happen when you get here. <laughs> you, you're not even gonna believe this. Yeah. The level of ass whooping, the intensity yeah. of it. You, Brother, let me explain something to you. You're not only driving over here for this ass whooping, you are about to be in a near-death situation. Very <laughs> yeah. close. Okay, he on his way over. Less than an hour later, my male best friend showed up at our apartment ready to fight. Wait a minute, excuse me. Ready to fight for what? What does he have to fight for? See, lady, you leaving something out in this letter. Because if you, your ex-boyfriend, your husband tells him, I bet not see you soon. He says, I'm coming over there. And 30 minutes later, he drive over to you and your husband's house ready to fight. My question becomes, ready to fight for what? Ain't nobody fighting over no 15-year-old uh, booty call. This is something currently happening. Drive over here and whoop you over something that happened 15 years ago. Are you crazy? Well, and anyway, when he got over there, this letter is the rest of this letter. If I was in this letter, is totally different. I don't know why we still writing. All the rest of this is just a police report. So I don't even know what how you still <laughs> typing. He got up in here and drove over my house. My husband went outside and made me stay inside. My crazy ex was yelling so loud, I heard him tell my husband he slept with me for years and we had threesomes with my female best friend. He bragged about our sexual past. Wait, wait a minute, how he had time to say all this? Yeah. Say, what's that all this? What, what, what you mean? I heard him yelling and he said, no, when you drove over here, right. that ass whooping I promised you, it commences soon as you get out the car. Matter of fact, this ass whooping starting before you get out the car, dog. I'm busting your window. I, I don't even understand this here, man. This lady right here. And then for years, and we had threesomes with my female best friend. He bragged about our sexual past. My ex-boyfriend and I vowed, again, again, here you go. You keep calling this man your ex-boyfriend. You stupid. You so damn stupid. That's why you ain't finna have no husband. Because you keep putting value on this dude right here. My ex-best friend and I vowed to keep our past in the past. Mm -hmm. And we haven't had sex in over 15 years. I'm finding that hard to believe. Because ain't nobody drove over your house over some sex that's 15 years old. Mm. Not, not, not no black dude. No. I don't know no white dude do that. <laughs> not, I don't know no dude do that. <laughs> they were so loud that our neighbors came out and threatened to call the police. Loud. Most ass women I've been involved in have been very quiet. You know, it's occasional grunting and stuff, but all this loud talking. They're out there arguing. I don't even know what they're out there arguing about. My ex, now here we go. My ex left. Left? How? <laughs> Alive? <laughs> Your ex left. There's just parts of this letter I'm not understanding. Let me read this to you again. My ex left. Left? I right. need part two we, for this letter. When we come okay, back. you need a part two? Oh, I have more for this right here. Okay. I'm stuck. 
part three, actually. Part they argued. My husband, right. my ex, left. Left. Hold on. Save it for part three. You're talking about in a car? <laughs> Coming up, we'll have part three of today's Strawberry Letter. He was letter. able yes. to drive away. Steve Harvey is back. My best he, friend he are my oh, exes. Oh, oh, on his own subject. accord? <laughs> we'll be back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Part three of today's Strawberry Letter. The subject is, my best friends are my exes. I sure hope y'all been with me on this letter right here. This 33-year-old woman got this ex-boyfriend that's her best friend, and her husband didn't know it until they was talking on the phone on the FaceTime, which should have never happened. And then he mentioned the tattoo on her back, and he remember when he got it. The husband said, hey, man, you out of line. Best friend laughed, told the husband, chill out, loosen up, or I'm going to screw your wife again. The lady almost fainted. And then she said, my best friend tried to say it was a joke. My husband cussed him out and said he better not see him no time soon. Then the best friend said he was on his way over. Less than a half hour later, the male best friend showed up at our apartment ready to fight. Because, see, once you drive over to the house ready to fight, then the fight going to happen. But, no, your husband went outside, made you stay inside. My crazy ex was yelling so loud, I heard him tell my husband he slept with me for years. You might have heard him say, and I slept. That's, but that's all you heard. <laughs> see, all this to, to how long and all that old and we had a threesome with your girlfriends and I saw the tattoo. I ain't none of that coming out. Mm-mm. Cause Mm-mm. see, it's just it's too much arguing right now. And then my ex-best friend and I vowed to keep our past in the past and we haven't had sex in over 15 years. I find that hard to believe because ain't no dude driving over your house after uh, to, to face a husband that threatened to do something to you about his wife, well, you gonna get in your car and come over to my house? Oh, bro, this your last time. Now, they're out there arguing, the neighbors wanna call the police, and then my ex left. Left how? <laughs> how? I'm confused. He left on his own car, he left on a gurney, he left in the corner, the back of the corner's car. How he leave? You, Just you, work you, in a you, body bag. You yeah. cannot be meaning that he got back in his car. And my husband told me I could go with him. Of course, I stayed and tried to talk some sister to my husband. I can't even believe it. I'm finna cry. But of course, I stayed and talked some sister to my husband. My husband said I'm a sneaky lying woman, and he gave me an ultimatum. Either my friends or my marriage. I don't think that's fair. You don't think that's fair. I'm disappointed in your husband. Because once I tell you when I see you, <laughs> and then you telling me how you heard us outside talking. What is we talking for? I'm disappointed in the husband. I'm yeah. disappointed that the police didn't have to come. I'm disappointed that your husband ain't locked up. I'm I'm, support, I'm disappointed your husband ain't facing charges at least second right. degree. I don't understand how your ex was able to leave in the same damn car he came in. You're going to leave in a vehicle, but it won't be in the car you came up with, and it's going to have lights on it. The one you leave in going to have lights on it, and it's going to make no... Why is his ass still living? I didn't want to come back on vacation and do no damn letter like this. I can't stand the strawberry letter. <laughs> we'll be back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show at the top of the he hour left, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, it was a big weekend for HBCU football, and Junior is here to break it all down. What you got, Junior? Uh-oh. Uh-oh, wait a minute, come on, Jay. This is what it was. Hi. Oh, yeah. You already know it was a classic weekend, Labor Day weekend, man. Football Ooh. is back. 
And you know the classics. Come on, man. You know black football. Come on now. Band, band marching band. into the stadium. Yes. You already know the band marching in. Drum fans tailgating. Trash yes. talking going on. School yes. for school. Well, we had a couple of Labor Day classes. Alabama State University versus Miles College. 14-13 Alabama State in overtime. They Ooh. take the win. Oh, here another classic. Now, I like to call this a classic because I went to this school. Preview A&M versus TSU. Yeah, 40 yeah. to 17. The Panthers take it, baby. Let me tell you something. Quit calling this a classic because we seven years straight whooping TSU, Texas Southern. Listen, on, just junior. put us down for one and oh at the beginning of every year. We just one and oh because it's not Why even classic. Y'all play seven somebody years else. We just want to know, uh, we're not even going to do it, okay? <laughs> we also had the Orange Blossom Classic, Jackson State University versus FAMU, a nail-biter here. 7-6, Jackson State takes the Orange Blossom Classic. Uh, FAMU, man, great game, but not enough. Deion Sanders got the trophy. There it is. Wait, congratulations, Coach Prime. Prime. And also, we had the Black College Football Hall of Fame Classic. Grambling versus the debut of Eddie George for Tennessee State. Grambling State University takes it 16 to 10. God, Eddie George, man, it's just one game, man. Keep, hey, keep your head up. Congratulations on the job, though, man. More NFL coaches in HBCU football. Can't do it without you, brother. And um, if I can get a little change here. Uh, here we go. Uh, uh-oh. 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 Wait a minute. What's uh-oh. that? He produced. Uh, you know what this is. I know you know this. <laughs> Come on. Good, what's that, the Kentucky <laughs> Come on, foot, oh, no. heel, heel the, the toe, heel the toe, elbows out, glutes turned. Smart. Oh, this must this be the. Oh, you already the know other college. You know who you it is. You already know the other college. You know, you he, know, he, he, know Tommy. Know who this is? You know yeah. who it is. Yeah, ain't Texas no drones. Yeah, I know who it is. Little boring ass school. Ain't no drones. That's all right. They beat Kent State behind. That's what they did. Kent State Kent. went down to a college Wait station. A Kent yeah. State? Yeah. yeah, they went down, they they went down to Texas A&M. <laughs> Texas A&M, a Division I school. We, we go to the State. game. All we got to do is show our ID. <laughs> <laughs> you put Kent, Kent State. Yes, we 41 did. 41 to 10 against Texas A&M. Uh, but there is a rumor that Kent State, somebody tried to take the Texas A&M Aggie back to Cleveland. I don't know who, who it was, but they said they tried to kidnap the, the mascot. Kent oh, State, Lord. 41-10. Oh, man. Damn, there you go. Uh, like that. That'd be like saying I whooped Tommy ass. Well, what that do? Oh, oh, that's equal. Oh, that's almost high level. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I ain't nothing. Uh, do you have any feelings about this game at all? Uh, yeah, hell no. I went to Kent. They put me out of the damn school. <laughs> he said, oh, 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 I'm a famous alumni member now. Oh, but they wasn't saying that when they put my ass out. Sent me that letter and told me not to bring my ass back down there no more. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you didn't want me down there, but then when I sent them eight black boys to college absolutely free, then all of a sudden I'm a famous black alumni member. Oh, they didn't ask me to they asked me to be the grand marshal at the parade. I said, I wish I would, unless I can throw stuff from the convertible. <laughs> throw that damn degree back at your ass that you wouldn't let me have. <laughs> I want to thank the college for the frat. And, <laughs> oh, now he's thinking of To get in the game, you just show your ID, that's it. Yeah, it ain't cost no money to go to the game at Kent. 
basketball <laughs> too. We were not no revenue school. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> no, I made the true. team one time. That's how we were all that. <laughs> what? All right. What Thank you, you guys. Thank Wait, you, Junior. Basketball. Oh. I was a walk on. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Junior. Coming up next, more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Carla is here with music news for today. What you got, Carla? What's going on? Well, you know, Friday was a big day. Drake released his, I think it was his sixth studio album, Certified Lover Boy. Let me tell you something. I downloaded the album. It is hot. I enjoy it. Collabos include Jay-Z, Lil Baby, Rick Ross, Lil Wayne. You been listening to it, Junior? You feeling uh, it? And it ain't got nothing to do with love. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it really ain't about it. This boy is checking everybody in the industry. I know that. Yes, much. he I is. He that. is fed up. Drake Drake is definitely fed up. So I just tell you, uh, Drake is doing his thing. I need to do a verse or nothing. You know? <laughs> hey, holler at his uncle, right? Hopefully, <laughs> everybody doing collabs. I'm going to holler at your boy, man. Yeah, I mean, this album, Certified Lover Boy, broke Apple Music's 2021 record for the most streamed album in a single day. What is, yeah. what is him and Kanye arguing about? I think they squashed it. I'm, I'm not sure. They've been back and forth with some stuff. Kanye dropped his album the week before. So... It's just constant, yeah, foolishness and, <laughs> and publicity to to sell some records on right. on both on you both. You know, he lives in Soldier Field now. He didn't left Atlanta, uh, <laughs> yeah. that big stadium. Now he had Soldier Field in Chicago. He just keep moving. From he was there, yeah. Man. He did a listening right. party there, yeah. Well, so. congratulations, Champagne Poppy. We'll be Poppy. back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Thank you, Carla. Thirty three minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Some really sad, sad news. Actor Michael K. Williams, best known for his breakout role as Omar on The Wire, has passed away from a suspected drug overdose. Uh, Michael K. Williams was found dead in his Brooklyn apartment after a family member hadn't heard from him in a couple of days. Williams' trademark, of course, was his signature facial scar, and he got this scar 25 years ago uh, in a bar fight. When Yeah. Uh, Michael K. Williams also starred in Boardwalk Empire, Lovecraft Country, which I loved, and 12 Years a Slave, just to name a few. Our condolences going out to the Williams family. Wow. Yeah. Bad awesome. boy, man. Yeah. Man, good brother. I, I met him one time. He said, so my good. man. So yeah. Good. And other entertainment news, celebrity baby news, we have to say congratulations to Cardi B and her husband Offset on the birth of their second baby. It's a baby boy. It was Saturday, September 4th. Cardi B gave birth to a healthy baby boy, and Cardi B shared a photo on Instagram. As we all know, Cardi and Offset also have a three-year-old daughter, Culture, and Offset has three other children from previous relationships. So congratulations. Yay. He looks so cute. Yeah. The family picture she posted. Hey, you know something? Can I say something, too? I wasn't here when uh, Nene's husband, Greg, passed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and I was away on vacation. And I just wanted to say, uh, I've sat with that brother on on a few occasions, man. Mm -hmm. And just a man's man all the way around the board, man. Just one one heck of a good person, man. Great guy, man. 
always had something good to say, man. And I really send out the condolences to the family and Nene and our sons. But uh, that boy Greg, man, that was a man's man, real deal dude. I just wanted to say that, man. Rest in peace. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And moving on, we're going to switch gears here, Steve, because we have some really great news now. We have to say congratulations to you. Uh, You're going to be a judge. You're going to be a judge, a a courtroom judge. This is an unscripted courtroom comedy series called Judge Steve. Uh, and you're going to take on a variety of conflicts and characters from small claims to big disputes. That sounds fun, oh, Steve. Yeah. Tell us about it. Um, it's a show I created mm-hmm. and uh, came up with, and I'm executive producing it. And I pitched it, oh. and they love the idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, what it is, it's going to be, it's going to be real cases. And people sign okay. affidavits that they're actual real cases. Mm-hmm. And I'm allowed to settle the dispute. Now, I can use the law or I can use Steve's law. Coming up, it is our last break of the day. And we'll have some closing remarks. And we'll close out the show at 49 minutes after with the one and only he's back. Steve Harvey, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, here we are. Last break of the day on this Tuesday. Going to be a short week because of the holiday yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Steve is back. Your first day back in a minute. We missed you, Steve. You know, we have fun, of course, but we Welcome missed back, you. I appreciate y'all holding it down while I was out. <laughs> you know, appreciate the fans staying with us. Heard some good things about it. So I appreciate mm-hmm. that. In closing today, I would like to leave you all with this. I was thinking about this while I was on vacation, and I wanted to share it with you. Uh, There is a winner in all of us. I'm gonna say it again. There is a winner in all of us. You just have to get after it. Let me explain something to you about this winner that's in all of us. It starts with one thing. This is the core essence of bringing out and developing the winner in you. This is the core essence of being what God intends for you to be. This is the core essence of making your dreams come true. It is one simple thing that all of us must apply. And it is you have to believe. That's the core of it all. It only begins with what you believe. What your mind can believe, you can achieve. What your mind can conceive to believe, you will achieve. But you have to believe. Nothing moves without it. I don't care what you do. I don't care what nobody tell you. If you want the life that you dream of and you want the life that's in your imagination the first thing you have to do is believe that it can happen if you do not believe it we can stop this conversation right now so I want everybody out there to think about this in terms of just the simple thing is do I believe 
Ask yourself that. If you've written your visions down, if you want things to happen in your life, if you aspire to certain things, ask yourself this simple question. Do you really believe it can happen? Because if you don't, it won't. It all has to stem from the belief that it can happen. Now, there's an amazing thing that happens along the way because God puts this thing on your belief called grace and he puts this thing on your life called favor and it ends up, as I can bear witness to, it ends up being more than you originally believed it could be. But if you do not start with the simple concept and believe it can happen, it won't. It won't. I'm sorry. It won't. If you never believe that you can be successful, you won't. You can't. Because it needs the belief to start the process. If you never believe you're going to make it, you're not going to make it. I just don't, I just don't believe I'm going to make it. No, well, you're right. You're right. The core essence is belief. And you don't have to have a bunch of it. You just need to have it. See, stop measuring your belief by what somebody else believes is. Just deal with your form of belief. See, somebody believes they'll be a billionaire, but maybe you just want to believe that you can make $100,000. Okay, let's go with that belief. If you accomplish that, and when you accomplish that, guess what? It opens up the possibilities of more beliefs. It happened to me. What I believed I wanted to be, once I accomplished it, it opened up my life to more beliefs. I was able to see more for myself. Because all you need is a little bit of success to think you can make it. All you got to do is run 100 to believe that one day you can run 200. And once you run a 200, that maybe I can get around here and run this 400. And then maybe I can run an 880. And then maybe one day I can run a mile. But you got to start somewhere. But you can't sit there and want to run a marathon and never attempt to run a mile. You have to believe one day that you can run a mile. And then once you run a mile, maybe you build up to two, to five, to 10, to 15. That's how it's done. That's how life works. You only need a little bit of belief in the beginning. You don't have to believe at all. Let God take care of that. Put yourself in the race by starting with the belief. Come on, y'all. What can you muster in your mind to believe? You know, I hear, used to hear old people when I went to church, they used to say, all you need is the faith of a mustard seed, the smallest of all seeds. Everybody's heard that, right? Well, that's all the belief you need. You just need a little bit of belief. And if you accomplish that, you never know. You can have a bigger belief. But it starts with the belief. So I don't care who you are. You done wrote it down on a piece of paper. You've been hoping. But until you believe, it don't happen. And you got to say it out loud. I believe. Put it in your head and say, I believe. And then stop listening to the naysayers and the haters and the doubt and the clouds of confusion that get in. And stick to the belief. Stay with the belief, man. When it look dark out there, believe that the sun going to come up in the morning. When it look like it ain't no way, believe that there will be a way. That's the only way it happens. It starts with belief. So from now on, 
Everything you want in life, start by saying, I believe, and watch what happens. Those are my closing remarks today. I enjoyed it. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate your team for holding it down while I was gone. But your boy is back. I got you from here on that. Climb on my back and let's go to work. Yeah! For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 